Welcome to episode 423 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Along to episode four, two, three of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm sensational, Bevan. Sensational. You're not really. It's a bit cold. It's winter is here in Christchurch. I actually yeah. thought you. I was slightly concerned you wouldn't be able to make it up the hill today. Today with the snow. Oh, come on. If it's snow, good. Four wheel drive power. Have you? Fine. Have you really? Yes. Would you? Oh, Subaru. See, I can't even get out my driveway on a snow day. Well, I plan to park up the top. Yeah, it's a good excuse not to go to work. Although nowadays we work at home. And we can Skype. Yeah. Well, that wasn't such a good plan after all. It was not. <laughs> I'm talking proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com. Oh, I'll tell you, that's what you need right now in a good snowy morning. It certainly is. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. Okay, guys, in this week's show we've got some news. We're going to be finishing off the... Uh, the high five? Yes. We've got an interview with Thames and Lewis. It's the plan. It's the plan, is it? Oh, She's yeah. out for dinner at the moment, um, but I just popped her a note last night and said we'd like to get you on the show, so we'll see if we can uh, get that sorted in the next couple of hours. Look, Thames, and we don't care if you're socialising, just because you're a champ now. You know, we're number one. Exactly. <laughs> Drop everything else when you want to come on our show. Uh, then we've got some questions and answers. Project 2014 update? Just a little one. Yeah. Yep. How yep. to deal with weather. Yeah. Going to do session of the week I'm gonna I'm gonna do something every week from here on in. Okay, how many weeks you got to race? Uh, I've got to check on that, but it's probably about 13, 14? Three months. Nah, it's less than that. Yeah. Uh, give me a second, I'll tell you. You, you. Well, maybe you're right, but I just remember thinking a while ago it's only three months till we go to Hawaii. Because mm. I'm really looking forward to my holiday. It's not going to be a holiday for you, big boy. <laughs> exactly, but afterwards we're having a holiday. Um, okay, so and we've got some questions and answers and nicknames. Did you do some nicknames? I did the ones I did last week that we didn't do. Yeah, but you know what? You could have done a bit of work and figured out with the rest of the names. Oh, oh. Well, someone did. Oh, someone okay. did. Someone did. And I've even done the names for some of them. So anyway. 12 weeks to go. 12 weeks. Here we go. Okay, we've got news. We've got, is that to race day? To race day. Yes, yeah, I've got 11 to I go. Okay. Last weekend, we had one of the most iconic races on the triathlon calendar of the year, Challenge Road, celebrating its 30th anniversary of the race. And it hasn't always been an iron distance race, so 30 years of having a triathlon in road. But, you know, since in the late 80s, it became, or maybe early 90s, it became an Ironman. And then in the early 2000s, it became a challenge. So 30 years, Jombo, what happened in the race? It was... Uh, I- I was a little bit more excited about the girls' race before the race, and rightly so because that was a good event and the good guy, field. good field, good strong field. The guys' race looked like fantastic racing, but a little bit of a fizzer in terms of the times. You know, we get, when we go to rote these days, we think, right, it's gonna gonna be awesome. We're gonna see some some seven forty fives, and I was thinking this year, you know, you've got Mackenzie and you've got. Um, Pete Jacobs and you've got Dirk Bockel and we're going to see them really cranking it on the bike and Nico Lanos and Timo Brack's going to be out the back door because he's going to get smoked in the swim. So I was thinking, man, this could be an, an amazing record-setting day. But as it turned out, it's one of the slower days we've had in recent times. Now, was uh, it a slow side. day? Like, If we look at the field, I know we probably haven't done this, but you know, if you look at traditionally at the field and road, 
and you would say, you know, how many guys do a sub nine hour and so on? You know, like I wonder how in comparison to other days, was it a slow day there or was it just not a great day for the pros? It, it sounded like it was warm, you know, reasonably hot, but I'm, I'm picking that one of the main reasons why perhaps it wasn't quite so fast for the guys is there was a really big pack on, on, on the bike. And in the past, and we've seen guys that have absolutely smoked it. So Dirk Bockel, I think, won last year yep. and did a, a really quick time. And we've had uh, Ray Lurk go there and do a very quick time. They've been solo off the front, just cranking it. Which is ironic, really. You think that if you're in a pack... You know, you'd, you'd kind of get a bit more speed out, wouldn't you? you you'd think, um, but I guess what, what it doesn't necessarily become tactical, but it becomes, you know, a Conserve, lot more surgy, yeah. and we see it in Kona as well. You know, those guys, the guys these days in Kona, you know, if you were to put them up against a straight time trial, I think against Mark Allen and Dave Scott, I think the guys of the current generation would be faster on the bike. Just, yeah, I know yeah. you're not comparing apples with apples, but, you know, the times don't reflect that. And I think the pack, the pack riding is, uh, is a result of that. So, yes, you're going to get some easier times when you're sitting in the pack. You know, when I say sitting, you're sitting at legal-ish distance uh, versus um, an even effort. But you're also going to have a lot, of, lot more spikes. So, I think also in rote, you know, when they're trying to navigate their way through the um, on the second lap, it's probably a little bit more tricky when you've got a, when you've got a pack. You know, you're, you're worried yeah. about getting in the draft zone. So, I'm thinking that's why it wasn't necessarily a such a fast day because well, same athletes, you know, Duke Bockle, he went eight, I did look, didn't have a great day, went 8.22, but that's, you know, half an hour slower than what he's been there in the past. Well, and like Luke McKenzie had a shocker of a swim who's 18th out of the water, which, you know, if he was normally up the top of the swim, isn't he? So for him to have a bad swim, so you know, like he would have been pushing the bike and, you know, really. He's dead now. Oh, welcome well, to, welcome to reality. <laughs> And uh, but it also sounded like he had a bit of an asthma attack or something. Oh, in the, was in that the what it was? Okay. So both he he and Ra- Rachel Joyce had a shocker in the swim. She I saw an interview with her after the race. Said she put Vaseline, you know, was Vaselining up her, her neck and stuff, and then went and um, rubbed her goggles and couldn't see a bloody oh, thing in the no. swim. Don't know why she just doesn't take goggles off, but she had a bit of a shocker in the swim as well because normally she's she's right up there and uh, and she was a little bit off the pace. So as it turned out, um, the person who I thought had of all the favourites, had the least chance of winning, uh, took out the race. And not a bad swim. Yeah, and, uh, and that's probably potentially what won him the race, was his swim. So Timo Bracht was the champion for this year, swam 48-58, and that was right up there with the uh, with the front guys. So now, traditionally he struggles? Yeah, so he's he's, a, he's like a Cam Brown. You know, he might come out a couple of minutes behind, and you say race over, and you know, so if Cam Brown had been there and had that swim, you'd say he, he would have been right in contention to win. Mm-hmm. He, highly unlikely he'd get dropped on the bike. Now, now, is this a sign that Timo stepped up a gear, or is it just that... The dynamics of the swim. I think he got. You wouldn't say he got lucky. He had a great swim. So it's not. Yeah. yeah. But but he came out and with the guys in the swim. Had he not done that, would he have won? Who knows? Um, I'm not sure how many other guys rode up to the group. But you know, he's in front of Nico Lanos coming out of the swim, and he's only ten seconds down on Nils Fromhold. And traditionally, he might be a minute and a half, two minutes down and playing catch up for the rest of the day. So uh, fantastic swim for him and that set up his day. He's 39 years old. Yeah. So he's getting right towards the end of Long his career. Long in the tooth. Long in the tooth. Uh, he rode a 4.19 and then ran a 2.44. So not a smoking fast run, but as I said, uh, it you know, sounded like it was a little bit toasty. And at the end of the day, he, he won the race. Nils Fromhold was in... 
excuse me, in second place, he was leading for, for much of the day off, off the bike. He rode a 4.15 after leading out of the swim, um, but then only managed a 2.54. And Nico Lanos was in third, and he only ran a 2.57. So, you know, they're not fast run times when you yeah, think about it. Yeah, so Timo's 2.44 was actually pretty quick in comparison to the rest of the field, wasn't mm. it? Um, of the other big favourites, Pete Jacobs um, got passed by Joycey on the run. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, don't know where he finished, uh, but he was well down the field. Luke McKenzie, McKenzie battled his way to to tenth place. Dirk Bockel, I think, was up in third at one stage on the run, dropped down to sixth. James uh, Kunama or Kanama was in fifth, and Joe Gambles was in fourth. So. Uh, Reasonable spread, you know, times were 7.56, 8 hours, 8.09, 8.10, 8.11, So perhaps, a, you know, much bigger spread than you would have expected Robin with Reed. such a comp- competitive... Robin event. Reed got 17th. Yeah, solid. 18th, yeah, yeah. Very Kiwi boy. Yeah, so... But the, so if we look at here, John, so if I'm just looking here, for the males field, only 20 guys got sub nine. Mm. Now, when we did it, there was more like 50 guys. Oh, yeah, I was... I, I went 8.50 one or something like that and I was I think I was 35th yeah so it was, it was a slower day mm. you know because yeah but yeah. the girls and the girls were a little bit slower but not ridiculously slow you know so we look at Rennie's time she was only um 42 was that 42 42 minutes behind um the men's winner Timo Brach so yeah I think yeah, that that's, yeah. Well, it's just normally you get way more than twenty. Mm. You, you know, mm. that's including you know age groupers and men. It, it certainly did sound a bit toasty on the bike. Yeah. So Miranda um, Carfrey, yeah. So what happened there? She, so she was what? She was coming out of the bike. She obviously was. You know, I think Joyce had a four minute lead off the bike. She, yeah, she had a reasonable lead coming off the bike, and uh, you know, you think in four minutes that, that that's not going to be enough, and it wasn't. But Gee, she smoked it. She smoked it. She ran a two fifty three. Uh, so Marinda Carfrey swam fifty five. So she lost. She's you know about three minutes down coming out of the swim. Rode four forty six, and then ran a two fifty three oh, wow, for total time. Of 8.38.53. So certainly not the fastest day there by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but, you know, again, compare it to the guys, it looks like she had a pretty strong day because uh, I think Rebecca Keaton and Joycey have been around about those sort of times, if not quicker. Yep. Um, but she did the business and, you know, it's she traditionally has not raced that well in iron distance races yeah. outside of Kona. Yep. So whether this is a good or a bad thing, who knows, but it is what it is. And she took the race out um, by, yeah, about four minutes from Joycey. Joycey ran 3.03, coming off a 4.43 and a 52-minute swim. So, you know, a weak swim for her, but she had the issues there. Caroline Steffen was in third place. Um, Yvonne, fourth. And Yvonne Van Vlerken, fourth. Well, so wait a second. Michelle Vesterbury got an eighth but, or, or seventh in the pros, but uh, Professor... Michelle yeah. Vesterbury said. It's interesting. <laughs> She's a professor. Just so um, you know that. First age grouper was Catherine Fole, who was, we interviewed her. I think she was, she was, she either won her age group or she was first age grouper overall in Kona last year. So yep. 9.09, nice. And yeah, so pretty, pretty good, pretty good race there. I think Joycey, well, she lost by four minutes. Yeah, she was really hanging tough for, for a long portion of the run. And uh, yeah, good racing. Good to see. So predictions from out from Kona now. Um, I think Joy, I, when I watch this interview with Joyce, it's like you don't take anything out of 
yeah. middle of the season races. It is what it is. And some people will be slower when they get to Kona. Some people will be faster. It just, it is what it is. It's and a matter of minutes with these guys too, isn't it? You know, yeah. like it's, you know, one thing goes your way and it, I mean, you know, you can win the race. So, I mean, Miranda Carfrey, you'd have to say she's still favourite for Kona most likely, but training for a mid-season Ironman being in good shape, maybe that's not a good thing for her. Pete Jacobs is going to be the one that's interesting. I mean, he has done very, very little since uh, since winning Kona. He's had a couple of good half-distance ra- half races, but who knows what the hell he's going to bring out. And Pete Jacobs has had a pretty um, pretty mixed season as well. well. The thing about Pete Jacobs is he was always Mr. Consistency before he won Kona. You know what I mean? At, like, at Kona he was. Yeah, but even, he was always up there. Mm. You know, like, you mm. know, he was, you yeah, know, right, right. you get third or second, you know, yep. like he was always, he was always, you know, he, he may have dominated everything, but he was always kind of in the point of the field. Whereas since Kona, that Kona win, he just seems like it's been a bit of a tough journey for him. Mm. So, you know, it'd be really interesting to see, you know, like, I don't think anyone would pick him this year, but you wouldn't be surprised if he won it. It's wide open this year, the Kona field. I yeah. wouldn't have a clue who to pick. Yeah, no. Well, you'd go with, um, who's the current? Freddie Van Leard. Oh, no. Oh, the current 70.3. Oh, Sebastian Yeah, yeah. Yep, he would be favourite. Yeah. Oh, footsie. Footsie's footsie's under the table. Um, Felix did the race. Felix did the race. I didn't actually see what time he finished it in, but uh, also we had Andreas Nedrig. So who's he? He was, so this dude, I'm not actually sure how old he is, but he's got to be well into his 40s. Yep. Uh, he was around, yeah, he was a big kahuna back in my my time. Oh, really? And like, like a legend? I wouldn't say he's legend, but he was, uh, you know, fast dude, really yep. fast. Um, but his, he's got an interesting story. He was uh, a real drug addict and living on the streets, I oh, think, really? and stuff. And then wow. found uh, found Sport. triathlon and, and made his way back. And uh, yeah, very interesting to see. He was in the lead uh, on the bike, pushing the pace at one stage. Oh, really? So um, yeah, I'm not sure actually where he finished. But then we had mid sister Madonna Buddha apparently finished as well, uh, sixteen something. But man, eighty. This blows my mind away, John. Eighty three. Yeah. Like, we can't comprehend it because we don't know what it's like to be 83, but I can't imagine life's easy when you're 83. No. Like, turning 37 soon, I'm thinking, God, like, it gets a bit harder when you get older. Yeah. And uh, 83. And it's not like she's like a fresh, you know, never done exercise. Mm. Impressive. That is impressive. She must be, there must be the record for the oldest now. Because it's her and that other guy we spoke to. They, Lou Hollander, he was right up there. Yeah. Um, fighting it out. Mm. But the more impressive, the most impressive old guy, and I don't know his name, was the guy who went like 13 hours. He was in right. his 80s yeah. when we were in Kona. Yeah. That was that blew my mind away. Mm. GPS tracking. So these, did, did you follow that? I didn't follow it, but they, uh, had, they've got some GPS tracking over there. And it's not a f- – they're making a song, dance at it in Kona uh, – not in Kona, in, in Rote. They had some really good, solid GPS tracking. I am aware that they're doing this in the States. I don't know if it's, again, comparing apples with apples, if they're the same. But, God, it's got to be happening sooner or later. And it sounds like they've, they did some really good stuff over there. So I'm really interested to know if any of you guys did Rote or you followed anybody using the GPS uh, – tracking they had they didn't have it with all the athletes and it's, it looks like a reasonable little size box yeah. you had to carry it's almost like a car key I think it's about the one in, in America I think is about the size of a matchbox okay. or so um, so you got you got to lug that around but it's not that big a deal yeah. uh, but we're just really interested to see if, if anybody used it and if anybody followed people on it um, one of the key things that they sort of claim in this article is you know making sure that you've got good reception all the way through and you don't have any um, sort of dropouts which is which is pretty common when you're, you're, you know, you're out in the country and what have you so if anybody used that just really keen to hear how it went 
So the dirty devices. Mm. So the important pros will be riding with them. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's only a matter of time before we see that as in every kind of athlete technology, but it's just a matter of how long that will be. But it'll be pretty cool when we can actually just watch the race. Oh. You know, yeah. that'll be really great. You can sit on your ass in Kona and just uh, yeah. wait for me to roll around. That's what I'm doing anyway. So he's, he's coming up. He's coming up. My Kona day is a funny day. Well, Kona day for us when you know on race days is a bit of a funny day because we kind of had the swim, which is exciting, mm-hmm. and then you guys Start bugger off. Just go sit in the media room. Yeah, and then just wait for the run. Really. Yeah. And then my, the work really begins after the you know once the pros come in. So, anywho, um, Iron Man UK. Iron Man UK. And we uh, had a pretty good race day there. We did. Cyril Vino took the race out, swam 51, the Frenchie, and he rode 4.50 and rode and ran a 2.57 for a four-minute victory. Joe Skipper came skipping along at a pretty quick oh, pace. He skipped the skippy. 2.48 uh, on his run to come in second in 8.48. And Kirill Kotsigarov from Estonia was in third in 8.51. My pick, Axel Zeebrook, crumbled on the run with a 3.08 and uh, and went 8.53. Come on, Axel, pick it up. Come on, Axel. And the, and the girl side of things, and we, we're hopefully going to have Tamsin on the show soon, but Tamsin Lewis, first ever Ironman, managed to take it out. She broke her iron virginity and she <laughs> smoked it. She smoked it by nearly 20 minutes. Wow. So it's not a fast course over there in Bolton. Uh, she swam 55, rode 5.33 and ran a 3.18 um, for 9.52.12. Katja Konchaka. God, that's not even, clo- not even close. Konchok. Um, Konchok uh, from Germany was 10.11. And then uh, Joe Carrot, another friend of the show, was in third in 10.21. Be pretty cool because Tim's been in the sport for a while. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty cool to, you know, finally do that step up. We'll find out later, but I don't think she's won a 70.3. She's had some really good results against strong fields. Yeah, and she did well at the, the Outdoors, didn't she? Mm-hmm. She won Outdoors one time? No, I can't remember if she's won, but she's been right up yeah. there. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, like, man, like, just pretty cool. okay. Was it? Oh, yeah, but she's talking about the, you know, she had on the show talking up. about the ticker. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it was all, we'll find out hopefully later on from Tams and how the day panned out. But, uh we know we've got a lot of Pommy listeners out there, so if you race at the weekend, nice work. Jumbo, okay, that's good. So we had a uh, challenge. Wait, so I'm just pulling up my little things here. Um, Lots of other challenge news of the weekend. Um, challenge are putting on races every minute of the day. So they're now putting on three new half distances in, Ch- in Spain, um, Salou and Riaza and Menorca. And then they've announced, announced another one that's going to be sort of a lead into to Rote. In Halbron. The road to Rote, John. Powered by Audi. Audi. And now they've got 31 races around the world, and it's going to take place a month before Challenge Rote. So, a nice little hit out, and then boom, you're into, into Rote. So, 31, 31 races. races. It's getting up there. That's happened, you know, when we when we did Rote when we first started, I think, like, Wanaka was the second one, wasn't it? And when, mm. you, when, did you, when did that It took start? a little while for anything else to roll out. Yeah. Was not. And then bang, that's like every week we get an email. Oh, we've got another race. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see, yeah, um, making sure that uh, the challenge for them is obviously making sure they keep the standards high um, because it's not, you know, with with Ironman, now it's very much, 
you know, the centralised model, they're very much going for the McDonald's service uh, where you get consistency. The website, you know, you go to any race website and they look the same and you go through Active and you get the same. And, and, and they've got all their systems and procedures, I think, in place really not really well. And, and cha- every challenge race that I've done has been really well organised. But the, the challenge for them the is, challenge to, for challenge. is to make sure that they keep that consistency around the world and they keep their... Because they still licence their race to race directors, don't they? Mm, yeah. To keep their point, their, their unique differences um, at the forefront, I guess, in terms of, you know, they've got to choose really cool locations rather than just picking places where they know they can potentially get a, a full field. We've got to give them credit, but because, you know, like how many, how many people have tried to become competition at Ironman, mm. you know, mm. really. And how many people have wasted a lot of money to have an event that lasts two years and yep. goes nowhere. And sure, they had a good starting block with Road. You know, mm. it's obviously a pretty iconic race and, and it's great. But it's one thing to have that race, but then to actually build to 31 races. And, mm. you know, it seems that most of them are pretty successful. So, mm. you know, they've built this really strong brand. And, you know, in a market where it's so dominated by, you know, by Iron player. Man. Yeah, and so it's a bit of a monopoly for Iron Man. So they've just done really, really well. And you long may it continue because I think it's great for the sport. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the kind of next big moves are. Obviously, there's a big race coming up in is it Bahrain, is it? Bahrain, Bahrain yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the next kind of five years means for the sport. And they're not, yeah, the big difference is they're not, profit driven of course they've got to make money um, and you know got to employ people and what have you but Ironman is just just so profit driven you know challenge can go we get, right we're going to pay out um, yeah. $650,000 and we're going to be motivated to try to pay out as much money as we can to the pros versus Ironman are thinking we've got to make profit here so yeah. uh, it's 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 going to be interesting I think they're going to do incredibly well in Europe you know they've got a really strong brand over there and people like their races and they, 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 they're they popular there the big challenge is going to be see how, how they go in the States it's going to be really interesting so to see what, how that pans out so where, how did the Atlantic City race go how many did they get to that can you remember uh, it was over a thousand so it was yeah. a good start yeah, it's, well, it's, well how many other Ironman races in mm. you know, Iron Distance that was across I, th- I think across all, all races like they always do yeah but the thing I think is is what is the greatest strategy for them to be successful in the States you know mm. like what would be if you were, if you were them and you are going to the States what would you do uh, you just got to. I think you just, as I said before, you got to have the coolest courses possible. Really iconic destination races, okay. and I think that's you know, at the end of the day, you know, WTC organised great races. So in terms of organisation, in terms of customer service, you normally get really good um, at a very high level. So they've got to be at the same level as that. And and I think you know, in terms of having iconic locations, um, it's got to be a key point. And then. I suppose in terms of getting the coverage, they've got to attract the good pros. I've got to say, with they've really they've hooked in with uh, Triathlete Magazine. Um, it, it, Challenge Rate was everywhere. When I was going to websites this week to, to check out news and stuff, Challenge Rate was everywhere. Yep. Um, you compare that to say Ironman Frankfurt, which is in terms of a pro field, pretty similar, similar size race. Yeah, sure, it got some coverage, but Rote was absolutely plastered everywhere. Yeah, so, they're so getting, the PR team's doing good work. Yeah, it's good work. Uh, just on a quick note, Mecca is ch- coaching James Kanana. Kanama? Kanama. Kanamana. Watch the Muppets movie at the weekend. Oh, which one? Uh, the first one or the latest one? I think it's the more latest one. The one with the spies? No. So no. the one where they're rebuilding the street? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gold. Yeah. Did you like it? It was good. I had the, we took some, Did you get a bit emotional? I, I still think... 
Rainbow Connection is one of the greatest songs of all time. Oh, I'm with you, John. I'm, yeah. with you. I'm getting a bit emotional <laughs> right here. Yeah. We used to go to a bar called The Fat Lady's Arms when I was a dirty old slapper Fats. when I was a teenager. Yeah. And uh, and every 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 night at three in the morning when it closed down, mm. that was the last song. Nice. Oh, that's a great film. Yeah. I got all I just cried in that film because mm. it brought back your memories from the kid. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. Oh, John. Um, so there you go. So uh, coming up this weekend, no WTC races. We've got a few. Yeah, we have. No, we've got lots. Oh, non-WTC non races. Non-WTC races. We've got. Uh, have you gone those guys first, have you? Yeah, we've gone Vine Man. We've got, uh, which is always so a great is race. the full race? The full Vine Man oh, full. Uh, we've got Extreme Man in Hungary. And we've got the Outlaw in the UK. Oh, that, well, that, that two of the, the, the Vine Man and the Outlaw are two of the big non. Yeah, definitely. You know, like Vine Man do a great job. And also Outlaw have done a great job in a very short period. Of time. Pretty sure Outlaw sells out. Sorry, Poms, if I don't have no, no, a piece no. there, but I'm pretty sure it sells and out. And the feedback we get from both of those races uh, they are really sharp races, so mm. keep it up. Um, we got Ironman Switzerland, and Pete Jacobs has confirmed he's going to validate there. Mm. It sounds like he's pretty much going to just <laughs> sound like he validated and wrote, just validated his way around. Yep, and then he's going to do the same this weekend. And yeah. then we got Ironman Lake Placid. Do you think doing like I know he's going to bloody plod the run, mm. but two back to backs is it? Any damage? No, not if it, not if he plot if, if it's just a long training day. He just um, plots the run. He'll just just, just cruise his long, long, long run day. Do you hit him? he's just he's just got to do it. And yeah. I mean, he's uh, doing uh, an iron distance training session is going to take a lot less out of yeah, him than it, would, than it would yeah. say us because we're just not quite used to that. Me, distance. I, I wouldn't walk for weeks. Yeah. So uh, I, the thing is, back. Yeah, he'll be absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Uh, anyone of note? So we've got, uh, if we talk Placid first, I think the most interesting thing, no, it wasn't Placid. Hold on a second. What are you talking about, John? Got to get my stuff you sorted. Talk, I've got Placid in front of me. We've got um, Pedro Gnomes. Gomes. We've got, who is on this list? It's what was Kyle it? Buckingham. Kyle Buckingham. He's my pick there. He was, uh, if, if not the winner, he was one of, I'm pretty sure he was the fastest age grouper in Kona last year. Yeah, uh, he, he was. was. either first or, or he, he won my age group where he was right up there because I remember, I think we interviewed him. So it would be really interesting to see how he stacked up. I remember in Ironman South Africa, he had a pretty solid result there. So certainly when we look down the list in no Lake Placid, there's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty limited. You know, people are now shifting into, to Kona mode, so you've got no real Kona contenders. Um, so do, do they don't do the, the male and female thing anymore, do they? No, they do not. No. no. Uh, and then on the girls' side of things, you've got Amanda Stevens, who is seeded number one, Amber Ferreira, and Rachel Jestrabisky. The, the entire female field is Americans. Um, so again, no big Kona big hitters there. Okay, do you want to Switzerland now? That. Uh, Switzerland, uh, Canada is one that interests me oh, okay. because uh, Marino van Holnack is racing. And oh, really? What interests, oh, he needs the points? Yeah, what interests me there is I had a bit of a look at the KPR because that closes off at yep. the 27th of July um, and he's currently sitting in, uh, where did I say? he's currently sitting in 46th place. Uh, yeah, so it's the top 50 that go through. He, it, it is. So he doesn't actually need that. No, it's the top 40 that go through on oh, the first the, date. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Rapp is currently sitting in 40th place at 3,280 points. So Marina's got, got to basically leapfrog up there. So I predicted that if he finishes 
you know, fourth or better, um, I think he'll probably have enough points because also within that top 40, there is a few guys who have already qualified or are not going. So you've got Crowey, who said he's yep. not going. You've got uh, Van Laird, who's already qualified. So it'll probably roll down a few places. So he's, yeah, I think he just needs to finish. A bit. Oh, wait a second. Surely Van Laird would still count in the 40. No. Oh, I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure automatic qualifiers don't count. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it'll roll oh, down, roll okay. down an extra place. So I think he's very. Marino's very close anyway. So and be, he, come on, unless he has an absolute shocker, he's going to win this race. Well, Trevor Trevor Wirtle's um, pretty handy. I mean, uh, yes, if he pushes it. Um, but you know, Trevor Wirtle's handy. Matt Russell's handy. Um, so I don't think he can. Jeff Simons is pretty handy as well. Paul yeah, Ambrose. But Marino's another level. He he is. But he'd still have to race it. Oh, to win, yeah, it. yeah. Don't get me wrong. But you know, if you're if you're a betting man like yes. John Newsom, you you wouldn't you'd bet against him. I'll be interested to see. I'm interested to see his approach. Whether he just cruises it and goes, I just need to get a top five here, just cruise it, um, or if he pushes it. Yeah, certainly you would say if if he races it, he he should win. But that'll be an interesting one for me. Um, girls side of things, they only have uh, seven girls racing, um, but not a bad field. Um, Bree Wee, Heather Jackson, and Jackie aren't. Have um, you heard of the Kiwi Girl? Anna Cleaver? Yep, yep. She's a really good swimmer um, and reasonable biker and usually struggles a little bit on the, the run. And, uh, yeah. Oh, this time, John, she's going to nail it. She's going to crush. Now, wait a second. Isn't Canada the, the big money day? No. I'm in Canada. No. Where's the big money day in the American race now? I thought they made it Trump Blanc. You love asking me. No, I'm pretty sure it's Trump Trump Blanc. Trump Blanc, is it? Okay. I don't actually know. No, neither. That's how important it is. Montreal Blanc is the 70.3 world champs this year. It has been, you're right, it has been at Canada before, but uh, it's not this year. Okay. Um, it's at Whistler. It's, remember, it's not, a, it's not Quebec anymore, not uh, Penticton. It's at Whistler. Yeah, okay. Is a challenge race happening soon? Yep, challenge Penticton is coming up. Okay. Don't know what date it is. John's IT update. For John. no, finally, we've got uh, Switzerland where oh, we have uh, Pete Jacobs is signed up. Last year's defending champion was Ronnie Shildnick, who's won the race two, four, six, seven times in a row. Wow. So pretty impressive, but he's not racing this year. So you've got Pete Jacobs, who's ranked number one on Torsten's ratings, but I don't think uh, Torsten's stats on him are going to factor in how slow he plans on going. You've got David Police, um, and I'm really interested to see how Philip Ospelay goes, because he is a 70.3 demon. And you've also got Michael Golner and Matthias Hicks. Stephen Bayliss, so not actually a bad field there. Oh, Joe Skipper, I wonder if he's going to skip around again. Oh, he will. He's uh, he's he did number number nine there. It's a pretty pretty big field. You got about 20, 27, 28 guys there on the girls' side of things. Um, you got Sonia Tashik from Germany. She should go out there and crush it. Eric Chomor will no doubt be there or thereabouts. And I haven't got any other picks that I'm going to put a go out on a limb with. Okay, Jonbo, your ITU update, and it's not really an ITU update, it's a Commonwealth Games update. It is. Com Games. So today, what's today? 22nd. They start this Friday, don't they? And the triathlon is in two days. So it starts before the Games? No, the Games start on Thursday, so... Uh-uh. Uh, so first day. First, must be on first day, yeah. I, and I was trying to find some stuff on the race, and I failed miserably, sorry. Really? So I, was, I wanted to go think, I was thinking, you know, let's wonder what's going to happen on the bike. And I was just looking at the course and I was just like, well, does it have any hills? And I, and I, pancake I, flat? I, I don't know. I spent, granted, I probably only spent five minutes searching around, but I was trying to find information. <laughs> <In depth. laughs> I was trying to find information. Is this a hilly course? What's it all about? 
blah, blah, blah. And I figured out how many laps it was. I think it was either five or seven laps and three laps on the run. So a bit disappointing, but it should be really interesting racing because you've got most of the strong countries but a much smaller field than what you would normally get. So each country can have uh, three participants. So, you know, you've got your Kiwis, you've got your Aussies, you've got all your Poms, you've got your Canadians, your South Africans. So it's going to be um, quite interesting, I think. But really, is it? Uh, really, it isn't really on the, the guy's side of things in terms of one, two. Yep. But third place is, is wide open for who could get that. So that's going to be f- pretty fascinating because you have Richard Murray, who's a really weak swimmer from South Africa. He might be pushed out the back door a bit. Um, and then the, the battle of the Kiwis versus the Aussies versus the Canadians for that third spot, plus the, the Poms have got you know a third good guy as well. That could be quite interesting. And the girls' race is um, equally pretty wide open. You've got about six six or seven girls who will probably be battling for three medals. So it could be could be great racing. Hopefully the course is, um, is fairly interesting. Can you watch it on Pleb TV? Uh, it's on Sky TV. Yeah, but Get Sky. Something such a tight ass. No, I'm not buying Sky. How much do you pay for Sky a month? Oh, it's not that much. How much? It's like, I don't know, 70 bucks. Yeah, bugger that. Nice. If I invested that, John, oh. I could retire on that. Well, enjoy <laughs> life while you've got it. I'm watching TV. Yeah. No. Sport. <laughs> Sport. Sport is life, Bevan. Sport is life. Um, and then I've got the mixed relay on I'm in that. I'm going to make sure I watch that on the mm-hmm. sky that I can actually steal from a friend. It'll be sure to be on Prime. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not sure. Prime of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends worked at the Olympics, was a commentator for the Olympics, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were saying that turns out Sky spent all this money trying to cover everything, and everyone watched it on Prime. They lost a lot right. of money on the Olympics, so next yeah. time they're not going to invest as much money. Mm-hmm. And so um, and so I'm not sure if – because the Olympics were great. Like, you had Prime. You didn't need – you know, because mm. they showed all the Kiwi events, it was great. Um, so hopefully they do that with the Com Games as well. Nice. If not, I do have a, a bit of a backdoor entry if I need it. So right. anyway, uh, sponsor Extreme Endurance. Yes. Firstly, champion of uh, maybe this is a difference for Timo Bracht. He's on Extreme Endurance now. He's thirty nine years old and he's winning races. And the Extreme Endurance. Oh really? Factor has got to be thrown in the mix. No brainer. So if Timo takes it, you guys should take it. But also, if you've got any gut issues... That's, that's um, a good way of selling it. If Timo takes it, you should take it. Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, no, the John. That's on, that's on Prime. Triathlon 3am. Oh, really? There you go. <laughs> you don't need to spend your 70 bucks. <laughs> no, you need to spend your 70 bucks. You've got to get up at 3am. Well, I can still record it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Can't watch Tour de France, though, can you? Don't like Tour de France. It's cheats. Uh, um, What's happening on the tour? Oh, Kiwi just about bloody one stage yesterday. So, so, so what happened? Was, he, was he really just about win it? Oh, yeah. Like, how close was he? Uh, inside 100 metres to go. He was on a break. Oh, did they catch him in the 100? He'd been on a breakaway the entire day. Wow. With another dude. And they caught him with literally inside 100 metres. Oh, the poor bugger. Yeah. Does it so, break your heart? I haven't actually watched the stage yet. I only saw the tiny bit uh, on the news last night. So yeah. he's a pretty talented rider, isn't he? Yeah, I mean he's he's just another pro to be, uh-huh. to be, to be you know, not to be disrespectful to him, but he's he's not, you know, he's yep. one of the hundred and eighty, and he's uh, never going to usually win a stage if it's yep. just a regular one. But he yeah you know, took the opportunity and they gutsed out. They should, you know, looked like they were going to get caught a lot earlier, and he hung tough and did extremely well. Oh, 100 metres. Mm. You live that moment for the rest of your I life. I mean, some right people now. were saying it was 50, it was 100, it was it was bloody close. Mm. 
so he's gutted. So we because ne- we've never had a Kiwi win a stage of the Tour de France. We've had um, Kiwis in team time trials that have won stages, but yep. that's not quite the same. So yeah, gutting for him. Maybe he should if he's on extreme endurance. That might have got him to that, you know, buffer that lactic acid. No brain Timo Brach knows what it's all about. Yep, Timo knows about it. If you've got any gut issues, you know, going into, if you just have ongoing issues with your guts and races and you're struggling to stay on top of things or equally in training, you should give extreme endurance, uh, gut endurance a crack. It's basically a probiotic that can help your sort of intestinal flora and fauna sort of look after you, um, especially if you've... Uh, we, we we give our son Thomas some um, probiotics because he's got you know stuff going on in his guts and he's, we've struggled a bit with all the Your different kids, man. different things going on in terms of we don't know what he's got allergies to or anything and it's it's proven that it's one of the things that can really make a, a nice difference. So it's extreme gut endurance maintains healthy balance of intestinal flora promotes large and small intestinal health assists with the digestion of proteins aids and aid anti-fungal activity it's only $24.95 so check it out get, use promo code IMTALK and get 5 buck discount so get on it get on it team just get on it xendurance.com ok uh, last week's discussion was I was wondering uh, what would be your ultimate Ironman spectator experience if you could plan the ultimate day when you were going to watch a friend do the race what would that day include? And uh, we got, it wasn't an overwhelming response, but it was enough. Yeah, my 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 wife didn't comment on this because she's no longer a Facebooker. Uh, oh, really? I know she was she was off it ages ago. She's quite happy to use mine though, so I'm planning on changing it to John and Belinda. Yeah, I think you should because that's that's not because she, what she tells her friends is she goes, I don't do Facebook. Mm. And she's on but, yours but all the she time. Does. Yeah. Um, Belinda sharp enough. Anyway, her, her ultimate experience is to be able to see the swim and then go and sit, uh, get her get a manicure or something like that while we're out on the bike and then just pop out from time to time, go have some coffees and just chill out on a let you drive. Okay. Well, then David Manley's got a big screen broadcasting live pitches back to the race village area and GPS tracking for all athletes. Mm. Uh, Christine McKinlay to be escorted around by the Raylert brothers for the day with the Erdinger tasty German beer free flowing. I don't think you last the whole day to be honest. James Howe's got an introspective of location. It's got to start with by a helicopter flyover the swim. That'd be pretty cool. With a little motorbike ride to check out the pros on the bike leg and then a nice sponsor party tent near the end of the run to drink and then run to the finish line, preferably with a high speed internet for hands on update. That'd be pretty cool. Um uh, Rod Swain, it's probably too late now, but I always wanted to see a Macca versus Crowey both having a good day. Yeah, it's true. Penny Harris, free transport to various parts of the bike and run route. Nice. Lucy Francis, I'm not, I'm not fussy. Just seeing my husband on the course and a couple of times makes me very happy like a kid. The only way to Im- improve it would be to fly all my friends and family unannounced and surprise me to me two friends did this once to me once at an ITU race and it was the best surprise ever. Okay, Josh Scribb's got to wake up uh, four hours before after the athlete, ride my bike over to the coffee shop and have a pastry for breakfast. Go for a nice bike ride with a few other friends, return home, have a nice meal for a nap, sit around and watch the tape delay, swims I'm from the Tour de France and the World Cup while waiting for the Ironman to come back for his finishes medal so that we can go out and eat a celebratory dinner. Ironman isn't a spectator sport, so the best thing to do is to not spectate. <laughs> 
it's an achievement. So the best way to be involved is to celebrate with your dude, with the dude who has conquered the challenge. Uh, Penny Commons, a hotel room that overlooks a swim so you could see it from bed. Helicopter to fly you to remote areas to cheer them on on the bike where no one else was. Um, a pedicure on the side of the road while waiting for them to run. A VIP back of the finish line passes. That's a pretty good package. Yeah, that, that is, that'd be a pretty cool day. Glenn Newbolt's got boat uh, for swim start with you pulling a wire for the cannon. That'd be pretty cool. Then take you out to the casino for 5,000 free gambling uh, while you're out there on the bike. Come back to the VOTB booth next to the finish. Cool. Tucker, wait, just Tucker McKevery, I'd say. McKevery. Uh, beer makes every Ironman interesting. Nice. Go, Jumbo, what would be your ultimate? Well, I think if, if we put ourselves in the Kona position, um, and trying to watch that race because that's the one where you're going to have all. I the do feel we've probably had the ultimate experience. But, oh no, we could do better. You reckon? So I, I'm I'm liking what Penny Commons is Commons. Oh is saying. okay, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking uh, for the swim, going out in the boat was is fantastic. Yeah, we, we've been pretty swim, lucky on that front, haven't we? Because you get to see the the whole thing. Uh, it's right in front of you guys. It's it's pretty special. But the cool thing, I mean, you get to see the. The swim, obviously, which is great, but you get to lap up all the crowd as well. You're basically the crowds are watching the fit, watching you know, exactly where you are, so you get to to really suck up the atmosphere. And then what we do in Kona, I think, is is, is almost as good as it gets in terms of you know you can go up to Hot Corner and you just kind of sit there and you see the first part of the bike. I guess yep. to enhance that experience, if we had a nice shaded tent with some uh, some some drinks and some nice, some nice pastries and stuff yeah. going on a bit, a bit of pano chocolate maybe yeah. and then I think for us pano chocolate what's that pano chocolate it's you know, like you cross on with the chocolate in the middle of it nice yeah a bit of that going on, some nice cold drinks. And then I think, as Penny said, uh, the ultimate would be then for me to get the helicopter out onto the bike course, probably sit um, on the hill at Kawaihai on the way back. So they're coming up the hill, and that's where you often see a bit of action going on. Yep. Then get flown back in the helicopter yep. and get some get a nice prime position somewhere on Ali'i Drive, but with ideally sort of in a, in a hotel that sort of over, right, overlooked the... So you're almost like two stories up? Yeah, yeah. you kind of look down, and then you just come down when the top pros coming through but then yep. you could although I have to say relax. I do like being in crowds yes you know yeah. what I mean like like when we stand on Lehi Drive we normally stand just by, by Lava Java really don't we yeah I'm sitting on the wall and it, you know the pros have done their first maybe a couple of k's of the run mm. and then they come around the corner and, and it's quite cool to be in the atmosphere of the crowd mm. so I don't know if I'd want to be in a room away mm. from people but a bit of a tent was yeah, sitting with, exactly. with the partner shop. And you know. could be the person who provides free drinks for everyone yeah so then you become popular and exactly. crowd comes around you yeah yep. so That'd be about as good as it gets me. And then obviously having some big screens for in between times where you can sit back, relax with a few drinks and watch the, the rest I of the I went to the Commonwealth Games in, in Melbourne probably 10 years ago now. And um, well, it must be 12 years ago. Was it Melbourne was 12 years ago? Eight years ago, whatever. Eight years ago. But mm. anyway, um, anyway, I watched the cycle event and they, they did a really good job of that. They had big mm -hmm. screens everywhere and you could just basically, mm -hmm. you know, because cycling is not the greatest sport to watch. No. But it was a lap course and, mm -hmm. you know, and I think they did like eight laps. Yeah. But, you know, you'd watch a lap and they'd come through and you'd give them lots of love and then you just, you know, put your feet up and watch the screen and had good commentary. It was really good. Nice. It's amazing they don't have more of that. I was, you know, because they do have the video footage. Yeah. You know, there's no big screen. I don't think there is. I, I mean, New Zealand, they do. It must be hard because there's no one area where everyone can congregate. No. You know, you don't have a park. You mm. know what I mean? Like, it's very much streets, so it's kind of a little mm. bit tougher. But it's a pity that they couldn't have an area where, you know, when everyone's out on the bike, you could congregate because it is, 
Yeah, for you know, for us we go in the media room, but for everyone mm. else, I'm not sure what they do. Anyway, uh, that's the ultimate experience. So John's got a good question for us this week. Yes, it's it's life changing. Life changing. Yep. We want to share a bit of love on your favourite swim sets. So if you've got your just your the ones you really like, look forward to, or the ones that you know challenge you the most, give us your one or two favourite swim sets that you would like to share with the I Am Talk audience. Okay, very good. Uh, one, two, three, four, high five! Right. It's been, been a long time coming, but we're getting back to Ben, the running man, Shaw's high five. Now, do, are we doing them all? You've, no, we're doing the non-highlighted ones. Oh, the non-highlighted ones? Yes. So, so a few weeks ago, Ben was, uh, was out training and he was blowing up and he is just struggling. And then all of a sudden he was looking through his little... Um, bag on his bike and he found five bucks that he'd left there for oh, ages is that, ago. Isn't that heaven? And it was like that was one of his gold tips and he goes, hang on a minute, I've got a few more tips I can do here. Have I told you my story about cleaning my bedroom? No, it doesn't happen. Well, no. Joe's worried, she's worried, she's worried what you found in the bedroom. No, this is years ago. I was cleaning my bedroom when I was still at home with my parents and uh, I was cleaning my wardrobe and I found 450 bucks. Nice. And I'd, I'd obviously put it there something yeah. <laughs> earlier yeah. and go to myself, okay, I'll put it up there because I'll remember it's there. Forgot all about it. Find anything else in your closet? <laughs> a few dirty rags. <laughs> 450 bucks, that made my day, I have nice. to say. Nice. You could almost pay for your size sky subscription from here with that. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so first one, uh, train. So basically his high five was training tips on, what were they? There are some general training tips okay. on, on just making life a little bit easier he was, for yourself. He ended up seeing us through about 10. So here's, here's and the I picked the top five, which I think is what he wanted us to do. But Bevan said, no, let's do the rest. Well, not many people. This is a first. This is a first for the show. Try, uh, try to train with the same nutrition you'll have on race day. Not just self-supported nutrition, but also try to find out what they'll be providing at the aid stations and get some to train with, especially if, you're going, if you've never used it before. You'll want to learn how your body reacts to it, especially on long days. We've had so many flipping nutrition things on this podcast. We're going, this is, this is yeah. the next greatest thing, blah, 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 blah. What boils down for me, for race day, exactly what he said here, you just got to do multiple sessions with what you're going to do on race day. And if you get that right, you should be able, and providing you're doing it at race intensity, you should be okay on race day. But so few people do it. They just go out and train. Yes, they do the simulations, but they don't exact, eat exactly what they're going to have. And then all of a sudden it turns to shit. It's or the volume tip. of what they're going to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like if, you, if you stick to them, you know, you, you eat a lot on an eye, man. Mm. And not many people do that in training. What, do you take all your food on you? On the race with you? Do you use any of the provided? I pick up fluids. That's okay. pretty much it. But you don't take any of the... You know, uh, I think on the run, Coke and stuff yeah, like that. Okay. But on, on the bike, um, basically 100% self-sufficient other than water these days. I remember I wrote that watermelon. Mm-hmm. And I did lo- no nutritional value, but God, mm-hmm. it was nice to put some watermelon in your mouth. Nice. It was awesome. Okay, next tip. Number two, uh, no, number four from the original list. If you're training alone, tell someone where you're going and approximately when you expect to be back if you're going to do more than cruise around your own neighbourhood, your spouse, neighbour, friend, etc., uh, then check in with them, in, them when you get home. We did have a website of the week around this ages ago. Um, it was from Road ID, and they've got a, an app called eCrumbs. Mm. And if you share that with people, then that can tell people exactly where you are if you are worried about uh, getting knocked off your bike, getting lost, or anything like that. It's, uh, it's a good one to use these days. And we've all had one. Have you ever got lost training? Um, not in Christchurch, but uh, but we've all at some stage, you know, had yeah, that session. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had an epic loss where we've been 
lasts for hours and hours. I think probably the biggest one was when we were on Epic Camp and we, our long run turned into a bit of about a four and a half hour, <laughs> four and a half, five hour sort of uh, walk slash hike. <laughs> I did love that run. That was a good run. <laughs> Who was the old guy, the, the, the Texas guy? Remember, he was, he was a bit of an old trooper, but he was a bloody good runner. And I remember him, him, Gordo and I were killing it to the top of that hill. Mm. And I turned around, there's the old, the old buggers there and he's right with us. I can't remember. He was a really nice guy, really nice guy. I can't remember his name. And when we did the, the time trial up, bloody, what's the big? Um, Crown Range. Crown Range, yeah. And I was caning and he's the only guy who beat me to the top. Nice. Yeah, but it was a handicap, but he was, yeah. you know, he was, he was an old trooper. He was great. Um, doing self-supported workouts. Um, scout uh, in it, it in advance looking for aid station, public parks with bathrooms and water fountains perhaps. But also it's a good idea to know if there are any shops or food places along the way where you could stop for some emergency nutrition if you have to. I agree with that. Water fountains and are gold and knowing your toilet route is also gold. Yeah, although always take toilet paper with you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I do some pine needles down in there. Oh, <laughs> I had a bit of a combo of pine needles and grass. Oh, no good can come from that. <laughs> no good can come from that. Uh, number seven, if you can train on parts of the actual course, that's fantastic. Some friends of mine who live in Hawaii but not on the Big Island have been known to take three or four day training camps to the Hawaii 70.3 course four to six weeks ahead of the actual race. Gives them a chance to scope out the actual accommodation they'll stay swim, ride and occasionally run on the actual course and get a feel for the race course. If it's a course, if the course isn't local to you, maybe you can organise a long weekend trip to the course with some training pals and do likewise. Agree with that. Fantastic to be actually be able to get out on the course. Oh, if you can't advantage. do that, you know, try to make your key simulation sessions over similar sort of terrain in terms of you know including some hills or if it's a flat course, ride flat, etc, etc. Do multiple laps if you need to find flat courses if you live in a hilly area. But um, again, it's all about that simulating the course and nutrition, etc. Oh, there's definitely something about knowing a course. Mm. You know, like oh, the more you can know a course, the better decisions you're going to make. Sometimes it can be a bad thing, but most of the time it's Why? Just because you, you... if you're having a bad day, you know the parts oh, okay. of the course going, shit, I've still got <laughs> okay. all that way to go. I've got that bloody hill. Whereas if you sometimes if you come into it blind... It can be a good thing. Oh, I don't know, because I've done some races where I'm having a bad day and I didn't know the course. Yeah. That wasn't fun either. We used to go to races in France and you literally turn up in the morning and you know absolutely nothing about the course, whether it's hilly, whether it's flat, nothing. And you just come around the corner and there's these hills in front of you go, holy shit. <laughs> um, it was good times. Okay. That's, uh, the whole, any you want to add to it, John? Um, no. I think that's it for now. Okay. Good times. Um, ben, the running man Shore, nice work. Okay. We're going to have an interview now. We're going to put yep, Tams and so Lewis we on. will have... Uh, we haven't actually done the interview yet, but we'll do that. And you, you won't even know, because this is magic. Tams, Tams and Lewis. Coming up now. Ironman UK champion. Okay, last weekend we had Ironman UK, and our pre-race prediction was uh, Sporty Doc on debut was going to crush everybody. Dominate and, the dojo. And she did just that. So um, welcome on to the show, Tams and Lewis, Ironman UK champion. Hello, <laughs> lovely to be here. Um, we we heard from you in the past. Um, you know, you're a bit mm -hmm. of a seventy point three expert, and you've gone around and had some fantastic results um, in all corners of Europe and around the world. But uh, first, Ironman, and we I know a while ago you, you didn't seem overly keen to do Ironman anytime soon. So, what was it that changed your mind about um, giving one a crack? Um. <laughs> It's kind of been um, it's a, an ongoing process of like 
dealing with the demons in, in order to say, should I do an Ironman, should I not? But I absolutely had to do an Ironman before, you know, leaving my career as a professional triathlete, um, even though I'm working, you know, still as a doctor. But um, people have been saying to me, just, just do it and forget about the uh, consequences. And, and I was meant to do Ironman Nice, and unfortunately I had a running injury, which didn't go, which didn't make the running um, great. So I decided to do Ironman UK, very unglamorous part of the UK, but I've heard the support was incredible. So I came along and uh, just towed the start line. And um, yeah, it was a great, great weekend. So in terms of your preparation, did you do a big build-up for it or were you sort of just going out there and doing your 70.3 training and, and just thinking I'll, I'll tack on some longer stuff for, for Ironman or did you cha- change things up for, significantly? Well, that was exactly how I did it, um, just 70.3 training. But um, Brett Sutton, who introduced me to this world of triathlon, as you know, um, uh, always said to me that I'd be good at the long distance stuff. I just needed to get my head on track, and it was always daunting for me to think about the Ironman distance because it's just a long time out there, and I couldn't quite get my head around how I'd deal with all that time on the bike and the swim. And um, but he said that my body was ready. It was just my head I needed to get around. So finally, I just said, "Look, let's just do it." And um, I felt pretty confident going into the race. I felt fit and. I've always known that I can kind of just keep going at a certain power, wattage, effort, etc. So, um, yeah, it it just kind of panned out that way. And um, so my training wasn't that much different. I hadn't done many long runs. I did two long runs that were over 16 miles, and they all went pretty well. You know, they're all sub, they're around three-hour marathon pace. So, um, yeah, nice. not much changed up, but I did a couple of long runs more because of um, mental preparation than anything else. You, you, you kind of, uh, you're saying, you know, I need to get one before my kind of triathlon time ends. Is, is, are you seeing that there is an end in sight? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I turned 35 um, uh, maybe three weeks ago, and I kind of had that in my head of, you know, 35 is the age for me. I need to kind of start planning my life and settling down, <laughs> you know, getting a house, maybe looking towards having children and getting a job and a mortgage and all that stuff, which, you know, pro triathlon doesn't really um, feed into. Um, And I got offered an amazing opportunity to work with some some top um, uh, sports physiologists and doctors in in central London, and they've offered me a job I can't really turn down. So um, I will be starting that later this year. So the Ironman thing, I just kind of needed to tick the box but having done so well, you, yeah. you know, on, on Deku, I kind of think, oh, God, that Brett Sutton was right all along, damn him. <laughs> um, yes. So does, does, it, so does that mean your, your wall just kind of be a one and done? You're, you're definitely are the best version of the one and done. Yes. You know? Say that last bit again, I just lost well, do, do you think you'll be a one and done? Do you think that will be the only Ironman you do, like, as a pro? Uh. <laughs> you know, this is the day after Ironman UK, and you know I expected to feel absolutely horrendous, like I was going to die. Um, and you know, there was a lot of emotion at the finish line, and and it was an you know overwhelmed more than anything else. But um, I actually I actually enjoyed it. I didn't expect to enjoy it. I expected this big pain and misery event, and um, I kind of just got there and thought, oh, this is nice. I'm like chatting to people and waving at people and 
um, I just, I didn't really feel too bad at all until the last sort of, you know, 5K when it, my legs, I, I kept picturing this Paul and newbie Fraser crawl to the finish line and thinking, can I lose my 20 minute lead? You know, it's all going to implode and all I could think of is just get to the finish line and um, it, it didn't happen. So, you know, it's in my head now that um, I, I'd like to race nine then. <laughs> but, you know, this is why we all get hooked into the sport. We do one and then we go, oh God, we could have done that and that and that. And um, where does it end? So I need to be rational, but you know, I'm. I think I might do Arnold Wales, and then oh, maybe call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was your mindset going into the race in terms of your competitive instincts? Because in this event, you know, you didn't have any sort of top ten Kona girls there to sort of gauge yourself off, and you, know, you, you obviously built up a, a really big lead and, and very much crushed it. So, I guess, um, yeah, what was your mindset in terms of uh, the competitive side of the the race in terms of trying to win it? going into the race and then how did you pace yourself through the day okay so I went in it you know I I know my competition pretty well and I, I knew the girls I'd be racing and I mean Katja Konchak um who's the girl that was second she's a good athlete she came ninth in um in Frankfurt mm. you know, just over two weeks earlier and she's, she's a good runner um a very good swimmer and um you know not a big hitter on the bike but Anything can happen in an Ironman. I've I've watched my ex-boyfriend like implode, going from running a one twenty-seven half marathon and being in you know fifth place in his age group to you know walking a half marathon a number of times. So you know that was in my head. But I felt I just was conservative all day. I felt so easy in the swim. I was like, gosh, maybe I should actually do some work here. Um, but then I thought <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, and I got out of the Australian exit and. They're like, why are you in second place? And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just keep plodding. I didn't kick, I was just plodding along. And, and then I got out on the bike and I thought, yeah, I feel great. And I was looking at my watch going. It was one of those days when you look at your power meter and you go, oh, maybe it's a bit off. Um, <laughs> but you, you have those days, right? And um, yeah. I've been riding really strong. I did the Marmot, which is um, a cyclist sportive sort of classic, uh, 100 yeah. miles over five mountain passes. Oh, you know, you've done all those climbs, John. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did really well, and you know, I just felt strong, and my biking's been going so well. I've been I've been fit all year. I just have had a lot of bad luck, and um, the bike felt easy to me. I just kept really conservative. But you know, a part of me in my head said to me, "You can do this. You can build a lead off the bike." But you know, be conservative because I just kept thinking, "Don't blow up." <laughs> um, but I got my nutrition pretty dialed in, and um, I had a mix of of carbohydrate-based gels, but also fatty-based gels that um, a company called Winforce, this, this company make, it's sort of a coconut oil-based gel, which I kept sort of drip-feeding the coconut oil and then some, some carbohydrate gels on top and a bit of caffeine, a little bit of codeine and paracetamol to dull, dull some aches and pains, which came on and, um, yeah, it all, it all kind of went to plan and, um, yeah... <laughs> Can, can I ask, you know, like you've done a lot of racing, was, yeah. was the Ironman experience any different? You know, obviously it's a, it's a longer race and I'm sure the fact you won, you know, there's an emotional attachment to the race, which is pretty special. But, you know, for a pro who races a lot, you know, was there much of a difference, you know, in the experience of an Ironman? It, one of the main things that was different is that it was 
pretty much a mass start. We got a, um, like apparently a 10, 10 meter gap. So we started all at the same time, but they started us off on the line 10 meters ahead, which meant that I, um, I swam with one age grouper and I, on the bike, I saw maybe, I don't know, 10, 10, 15 age groupers. It meant I had people around me. I mean, often I'm on the bike on my own as a female pro with our split changes in 70.3. This isn't the case so much in Ironman. I know there's been a lot of controversy recently, especially around Frankfurt, having a lot of age groupers around, um, mm -hmm. big draft best bikes. So there, there were people around, but, you know, the, the nature of the bike course was such it was so technical and so up and down and hilly, twisty, turny. There were no packs at all, you know. Um, but there were people I could see, and you know, that kept me occupied. And one of the big things in the 112-mile bike ride is that, you know, I was I was worried about being bored and losing focus. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, this, this the nature of the course and, and, and the people around meant that didn't happen. But um, to go back to your point about... Just say that again. It was just, you know, the Ironman experience. Was it, you know, any real different to any other triathlon? Like, was it a special you thing? Know, or you know, it, it absolutely was. And I was trying to put my finger on why. But there was just the enormity of it. When I was in that swim start and I looked behind me and I saw these thousands of people just descending on the lake and, and, and the atmosphere, it was different from 70.3 racing. Mm. And you get out on the bike and there's just more people. Yeah. Um, and the run course, the whole way, there were bands playing, there were people drinking beer, <laughs> spraying champagne. This is Bolton in the north of England, you know. Um, it was just, you, you know, it was an ultimate, ultimately different experience from any 70.3, even European championships that I've raced. Um, and the people were incredible you know they were looking at me and and just you know giving me so much energy and support it was um yeah incredible and i guess so you know you have this um amazing race uh, other than the, other than that sort of dip in the final 5k was there anything else that really surprised you about the event or you found incredibly difficult um you know, I, I, I think that you have to really get certain things right. Like I was looking at, you know, I knew I'd get to a point where my stomach was heavy. I mean, I, I vomited on the bike. I really didn't feel very good coming up the swim because it, it, it was quite choppy, choppy coming back. And so there's a bit of, you know, turbulence in the in the inner ear and stuff. So I, I definitely felt a bit nauseous. And then I was trying to take on because I was so worried about bonking. I was you know, taking on quite a lot of carbohydrate and, I often don't do that in training at all. I'm I'm much more nut water, coconut oil yeah. type person. But you know, I I um I made sure I had some painkillers. I had some buscapan, which is something which helps with stomach cramps. Um, I tapped in my caffeine as I was prescribed, and some branched chain amino acids, which offset some muscular fatigue and. It all kind of worked, and I really didn't, you know, I wasn't convinced until I crossed that finish line that it would work, um, but it did. Nice. <laughs> and um, I, I never really got to the point where I thought I was dying, you know. I kind of felt I'd crossed that finish line and thought, oh, my God, I've given everything. But, you know, if you put me in a race, if I'd have had to really race for that last 5K, I, you know, I would have been running a lot faster, but... I was in, I was enjoying the atmosphere. I was listening to people. I was chatting to my 
bike, uh, you know, the lead bike. Sweet. So you're, you're on the, the final part of the race and you're just chatting away to your lead cyclist. Yeah, he was he was pretty incredible. I, I called him my rock at the end of the race um, because he'd done a few Ironman himself and he was cycling along behind me. I didn't even see his face, to be honest, but he did talk to me and he said, you're doing really well and he got the crowds G'd up every time I came through and, and um, yeah, he said to me, look, you know, because one minute I looked down at my watch and it said all I had on my watch was pace. I didn't want to know how I'd far I'd run because I've never mm. run a marathon before. Yeah. I just had pace. And one of the Ks, it said like 5.15 and we were going up a hill. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so slow. I've never run a 5.15 K. And he's like, take it easy. Relax, breathe, and we'll get through this. <laughs> um, so he, he, he was pretty amazing. Um, and then coming into that last, you know, the last, 3k into the into the town center was was amazing you just can't imagine the crowds and the noise and all the people that you know were shouting for you so that really carried me but you know as i said my biggest fear was i was going to implode and do that whole 20 minute crawl to the finish line that <laughs> didn't happen and so you know, obviously you know kona is the is the the pinnacle of the sport it's bloody challenging mm. for for pros to get there essentially you'd, you'd almost have for you girls almost have to win two ironmans to, to to qualify so is that um is that something that's on you know i know you've already said you've got your job and something like that but is that a potentially a regret you're going shit I've, I've, i haven't done kona and, and i would like to do that does that sort of a burning desire for you possibly less so than a lot of others i'm, I'm good friends with lisa gossage and i know that's her major aim this year and she has had to do two Ironmans to get there but you know she she practically no she didn't win two this year she won one and came second in the other but um, it, it's it's very difficult as a pro and everyone has said to me yeah you won an Ironman you're going to Kona and I'm like well that's not how it works you, know, you pretty much have to if you haven't raced Kona before it takes a lot to you know get there because it's biased towards previous um, competitors so mm. You know, I'd, I'd, it makes me very sad to think I'd leave the sport without doing Kona. But, you know, I I think I would pretty much have to win the European Championships and um, and podium in another Ironman before Kona. And it's a big ask. Mm. I'll have to look at the logistics. I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. Go have a chat. Do you have a chat to Torsten at uh, tryratings.com and he'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Yeah, exactly. Torsten knows everything. I, I think he probably knows more about me than I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in terms of the, you know, any other things about the the day that you want to share, or maybe what you've got planned for for the rest of the season? I think that people, you know, when I said on Twitter the week before the Ironman, I felt like I was preparing to go to war. There is so many things that need to be taken into account when doing an Ironman. And the people that came up and spoke to me and said, you know, there's so many things that need to be managed. Like, you know, I really did my best to be conservative on the bike, but, you know, there were times when I saw people charging off up the hill at over 300 watts and they're burning matches, which then came back to, you know, haunt them on the run because I'm an, as Craig Alexander, who was actually there um, at our money at the weekend, said is a ra- about a rationing of efforts. Um, so being conservative, but also you've got to manage your pain, you've got to manage your nutrition, and um, 
you've got to find what drives you because on those last ten k, I had to, you know, you know, find find what what was important to me and why I was doing the event and all those people that were around me carried me through. And um, everyone has their own story and personal journey, so I think people need to draw on that sometimes a bit more. Nice. Mm-hmm. And so, so what's on the agenda now? You sort of uh, hinted there at maybe Wales, but you also hinted at um, 70.3 European champs. So what's on the, the agenda for the rest of the year? John, I really, really can't ask that. Um, I, I kind of got through the night and I didn't really <laughs> sleep much because for caffeine the adrenaline and then <laughs> we got up and it was the awards and everyone was like, you know, boying you up and saying, wow, and... I haven't really had time to process it all and I got in the car and drove for four hours and then had two glasses of wine and dinner so I guess tomorrow um, will be time to process and plan so yeah <laughs> nice I'll let you know <laughs> nice well, if, if people want to follow you um, sporty sporty doc on Twitter is that usually the best way to follow what you're up to and I know you share a lot of you know, a lot of articles and information and stuff up there is that the best way for people to follow you via Twitter yeah, absolutely, and, and I can link to other places there as well. But yeah, I did have people come up to me at the uh, at the Ironman before, and they said, "Oh, you know, Ironman talk have put you up up as the favourite. You know, big talk now." I'm like, Geez, I didn't hear that one. No, <laughs> the pressure was on, you know. She's on. Awesome. Well, yeah. well done on a great race. Um, yeah, fantastic. It's awesome. Awesome to see on on debut and uh, get that under your belt, and um, we will look forward to seeing what pans out for the rest of the year. Super. Awesome. You have a good night I'm and hopefully, good. hopefully you get some sleep tonight. Okay, guys. I'm glad we actually managed to stay on the phone for longer than five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, mate. Great interview. Outstanding. Legend. Okay, Jumbo. Sponsor. Athlinks.com. Yes. If you've got a race coming up. Which I don't. I probably need one, don't I? You know what's really good, John? Started running. Nice. You know, I'm going to doing half an hour at the moment. Yeah. I've done... Well, a week before I did a 90-minute hill run, that's because I was coaching. Yeah. But uh, I've, I've ran three or four times a week for the last few weeks. Outstanding. So I'm kind of thinking hopefully late this year I can start thinking about having some goals. Cool. 2.30 marathon. That's what you need to be at. I think that's going to be happening anytime soon. <laughs> so if you have got a race coming up, get on to athlinks.com and basically do a search, see if the race is in there. If it's not in there, chuck the details in there as one of your coming up events and then you can lay a bit of smackdown talk. So... At this stage, only a handful of people have done it for Kona. Tim Carpenter, he's going, and uh, so is Pam Morris, who goals for the races to finish without getting sick to my stomach and having to stop at the loo on the run. She needs a little bit of that extreme endurance, yeah. gut endurance going on. Um, Tony Hodge. It must suck if you go into races and that's your number one warrior. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Like we all know that I mean it's a bloody challenging race, but you kind of hope you're going to have a good experience. But if you're going into it, that's your main. Thing. Oh God, I hope I don't get the shits. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's got to be a horrible experience. Got to spend more time practicing it and just just practicing over poem. and over. Yeah, yeah. or speed poem. Yeah, um, speed poem. Who, who was it? Uh, I think Murray Lapworth maybe took a time split on uh, on a oh really on a race and he did it in pretty quick time. Oh wow. Uh, she's got a predicted time of eleven fifty nine fifty nine. Nice. Tony Hodge. Kiwi living in Sydney, Australia, slapping all those shrimps on the barbie. She wants to go 13.59.59. Wow. Everybody's looking to go just under a certain hour mark. And this is other hoax guy. He's in the 35 to 39 age group. 
He's looking to have an execute a perfect race with the fitness I take into the event and run as close to three hours flat as possible. He wants to go eight fifty nine fifty nine. Oh, that's a good. That's a good goal. That's it. So there's only four people down, and there's got to be more than Gary Bloody Fegan. You're going to Kona, aren't you? Oh, up he? there, yeah. Um, what about Adam Barsley? Bar- Adam Barsley, who you butchered his name apparently last week. Uh, oh, his yeah. age group of the week. Hey, he's don't going even to think Kona. I'm your name right. And we I, gave him a nickname, didn't we? The Bard, I called him. Did you? There you go, <laughs> the Bard. <laughs> Uh, Gary Fegan, uh, not Gary Burgess, I'm not sure what Gary's up to these days. I haven't seen him for bloody ages. Oh, so he's not training? He might be, I'm not sure. I think he might have had a, a, some sort of operation, maybe uh, a knee operation. Did you just play that game Operation? Hmm. Operation, yep. you're, you're the, the doctor, doctor collecting all the pee. Did I, were you good at it? Uh, no. What was the game that you I were best at? I haven't got hand, Cluedo. Cluedo? And Policonomy. Policonomy is gold. Never even heard of Policonomy. You would love Policonomy. Tell me about it. It's Monopoly on steroids. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd love it. You've got companies and all this, and you, you take over. You've got inflation, taxation. Can you still buy it? Um, don't know. Because maybe it what we'll gold. do, I'll try to buy it and bring it to Kona. We'll try to buy it's it. quite a long game. Yeah, but we'll do a night with you and Phil and I. Yeah. Because, you know... I mean, my, my parents have got it. I'll see if I can get it off them. Okay, so will you take it to Kona? Policonomy is gold. Yeah. Okay, bring it on. But you'll know the inside tricks. Yeah, you get insurance to cover yourself against taxation and all this stuff. It's brilliant. Oh, I'm doing it. You would absolutely it. love it. I do love myself some risk. So uh, get yourself on athlinks.com. If you've got any events coming up, get them in there. Lay some Smackdown talk. If you go into Kona, get on there. You just type in... Uh, you type in Kona Ironman World Championships, it'll come up and it'll see the upcoming event. You can add it to your events, put some Smackdown talk, and we'll have another look at this in the next couple of weeks. Joe was just walking by and I tried to blow her a kiss, you know, as a romantic partner. Mm. Just totally ignore me. <laughs> I would do the same. Nice work, Joe. I would expect the same of Blinder. If I tried that on her... And Joe's pretty affectionate to me. I think she just didn't notice me. Mm. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Um, Project, do you want some music? Yeah, yeah music, go music, some music. music. Go get some music. Project 2014 update. Oh, I thought you were going to go coach this corner, but oh. you really just threw me out of my way. Tell you what's throwing me right now is this bloody weather. I'm looking outside right now, and it's a, it's, it's pretty. <laughs> Normally, bad. you can see the city. And you can see the lights, and we don't actually have any really high rises anymore in Christchurch. No. We can look across the mountains today; it's just grey crappiness. Yeah, Phil and, and it's I, freezing yeah. too, isn't it? It's, you know, like it's actually it's cold. Phil and I were doing our run session last night, and the forecast was not very promising at all, and it was bloody freezing. But it was actually not; it was fine. You know, like it was cold, but it wasn't. We got wet. this haily sleety oh, stuff you? coming down. And we we're like, oh my god! But thankfully, it cleared. But yeah, it's not not particularly pleasant down here at the moment, people. And it wasn't particularly pleasant on Sunday morning at five o'clock in the morning when we were scheduled to go and ride to Akara and back, and which is oh, 180 k's. That's which a good is honest ride. That is disappointing. I have not done this ride for years, so I was really looking forward to it. The weather was crap. Had to improvise. So this week, my session of the week is our improvisation on flagging a 180 k six-hour bike ride, and instead set a new record: four hours on the indoor trainer. For some people, that's not a big deal because you, some of you North Americans and Europeans, you do you long, long sessions on there. But four hours for a lot of people on the trainer is a long time. And I was three, and, and Millie was the worst three hours of training I ever did. Mm. 
I was so distracted and I, was so, I found it so hard. Or they didn't have any of the tools we have nowadays. Yes, so that was good. So we ended up doing four hours. I did uh, the last two hours roughly at Ironman effort and basically decided, well, I can't get a six-hour ride in. We're going to simulate as best we can to do basically a race simulation. So I did two hours at Ironman effort and then got off the bike. And then the sun decides to come out <laughs> right when we're coming off the bike. And it's quite a pleasant run, but it's uh, not particularly warm. And then ran 21Ks off the bike at Ironman effort popping out uh, around about an average about 4.17 per K, so bang on sort of three-hour pace. Ran up past your place, Bevan, up, oh, up nice. Dyers, down Hackthorn. Shoot me a text, I would have put some food out for you. Around, around the downs, all going pretty well till about 15 Ks, and nutrition, should have probably taken some nutrition on the run, didn't, and uh, the lights slowly almost started to go out, managed to hold my pace. Phil's lights went out a little bit quicker than mine, and poor old Tim's lights just uh, <laughs> smashed to smithereens, <laughs> and he struggled home. But it's good to have a little bit of company out there, especially when you're doing a four-hour indoor session. If you are in the position where you spend massive amounts of time indoors, strongly recommend. If, if you're if you're in this for the for the real long haul for in triathlon, having a really big screen in front of you makes a big difference. Yep. So we have the full. Um, I've got the overhead projector and the full big screen, and so we watched. What do we watch? We watched. Uh, ha- Ham- Hamburg. Um, oh. ITU Hamburg oh, and then we watched uh, Amstel Gold Race that's a great if you haven't watched Amstel Gold Race it's a it's, what a, is it? it's one of the spring classic bike races okay. awesome course go onto YouTube we had it was an hour 40 highlights package so gold I mean it's Amstel Gold Race but really good tough racing and got some good tough hills at the end so uh, that was basically my session of the week session of the week how's it all going how are you feeling good you are? yep Oh, and I'd be able to hold Ironman pace without having done too much running, and yep. it was pretty good. Also had uh, two double run days last week. Ooh. Ran twice on Thursday, Friday. Runs. Very rare, but when you're in somewhere where there's no swimming pool, and oh, that's you went skiing, bike, didn't you? Went skiing. All I had was was a dirt road, bit of snow on it. How did you find uh, double run days? Good, just ran easy and uh, got the business done. So I ran both days, ran sort of 45 minutes in the morning, and then about an hour 15 in the in the evening. It's good, cranked up. You know, probably did a marathon over two days. It's nice. <laughs> no, 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 I did more yeah. than that, I think. Probably did about 50k nearly. Mate. It was good. A little bit worried about, you know, potential of getting injury, but... What, just bad footing? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good times. Where were you then? In the middle of nowhere. Oh, what, Farmhouse. a badge or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good times. So that was uh, session of the week. Questions and answers. Okay, we need more age group of the week. Yeah, we're struggling a bit. We've only got... <coughs> One or maybe two on file, and there's been heaps of races on lately. So, um, so get on it. We got an email here from Mark Thatcher, and he was just saying we, we got an email from something a couple of weeks ago talking about what's been happening with the loan from mm. WTC. And he's got sorry to keep blathering on about this, but I'm a week late. But the other week, you read out a note from a listener saying that the new WTC loan was nothing to worry about because banks would only lend money to good quality companies. Sadly, this guy knows nothing about finance. Well, I'm not going to, you know, but whatever. Such loans get ratings based on how risky they are. The best rating is triple A. The New Zealand government has a rating, this rating. Basically, no risk of not getting repaid. When you have a AA, A, B, A, A, B, A, B, so these are obviously downgradings from that, then a bunch of Cs, which means you are most likely bust already. WTCs is rated B, one level below being bust. The official, above being bust. Above being bust, sorry. The official definition of a loan rated B is speculative and subject to high risk credit risk, i.e. there's a big risk of not getting repaid. 
But banks, why would banks still lend? Yes, they do, because they charge high interest rates. Also, the key issue for me is now that WTC is paying big interest bill, my guess probably $12 million a year. This sucks away money from the sport at a time when most agree the opposite is needed. Anyway, I don't expect you to read this out on the show, but it just... You have? But I have. But it, it bring, that's a really good, interesting point, isn't it? It is. And this is the whole thing with challenge. You know, I don't know, maybe challenge does have debt, I don't know. But uh, $12 million bucks. I know. I know we think WTC... WTC is a massive organisation. It is, it's kind of big, but twelve million bucks a year. The thing is about massive organisations is, I think any business always looks better from the outside than what's in, like mm. inside. You know what I mean? And like, like we know nothing about WTC because it's a private company, so you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. But often you'll be these companies who you think are really successful, and then if you get some insight in the inside, mm. you realise actually maybe they're not as you know kicking ass as you think, and. This seems, you know, this, this definitely this email here from Mark definitely puts a different perspective on it because, you know, obviously it's a pretty risky loan mm. and the, the repayments they're paying are mm. pretty massive. And what happens if it turns to custard? Mm. Not good for a sport. Imagine if Iron Man just died. Imagine if... Oh, Pam Am died. The sport would survive. I mean, I, I, who knows what the hell would happen, but... You Someone know, would buy the brand, wouldn't they? $12 million a year. $1 million of that went to prize money. And you'd have this amazing race somewhere. You say, right, let's slap another million on Kona. And the, and, the, it. and it seemed like from the last email, the reason it took long was just basically to get their money back out that they initially invested. Mm. Bloody business people. Oh, man. Just give us a million a year. That's what we asked you. Oh, right? no. Robert Boom Boom Beelan, he, um, hi guys, with much pleasure, I was listening to your story concerning the advantages of shaving your legs, which is uh, the specialised team guys said, you know, can save uh, quite a lot of time by doing it. I would like to mention that that the best way to shave from an aerodynamic standpoint is the following. Shave the front of your leg and leave the hair st- uh, starting just prior to the widest part of your leg as per taking a bird's eye view from the leg. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah, without, you know what I mean. Yeah, without getting into scientific blah, 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 this is by defin- is definitely the best thing. For example, Speed ice skating suits have the same principle with a, um, and with a golf ball based on the principle as well. And some of the aero helmets with the small golf ball sized holes have the same principle. Maybe something f- for John to give himself that little edge in Kona this year. Cheers and keep up the great work. Greets from Boom Boom. Feeling somewhat lost in Germany today being a duchy, but we will beat Argentina later today. Didn't quite do that, did you? No, bad luck with that, eh? Bad <laughs> yeah, luck. Bad luck. Obviously a pre-World Cup email. So that's what he's basically saying is... Would you do it? Uh, no, I wouldn't. But what he's saying is shave the front of your legs and leave the back of them hairy. That could be quite an interesting look for me and Kona. And would, because you, you, you always legs. look like you're, you're a black man and a white man, mm. you know? <laughs> because you're, you're it would hairy. look vile. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen your legs hairy. Hairy at the moment. Oh, well, yeah, you yeah. can't say really check out your legs. Yes. <laughs> Um, that would be an interesting look. But I'm not prepared to go there. If you were guaranteed three minutes by doing it, would you do it? Yes. <laughs> Why don't you do it? Hey, something I'm, 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 I'm not going to take the boom boom guarantee. <laughs> boom boom guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. He, he came back to me and said, "I think he said it was like five minutes over a Hawaiian man." He, yeah. said, he goes, "There's your nine hours, Bev." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thing for me is I've got no hair. Oh yeah, and no, I could grow some pretty good. Uh, People think I shave and I don't. That's a bit depressing, isn't it? Yeah. See? No, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice legs. Yeah, thanks, mate. Oh, 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 over here. Wait a second. There we go. Okay, uh, we've got an email from the crew at the... Uh, Metaman. Metaman. It's coming up. So check it out. Uh, the 
Bin Tan Metaman. We want to support events like this because they crank out some serious prize money. Yeah, these guys do look after and the people. So if you're in Southeast Asia or on the west coast of uh, you Australia, you keep talking. I'll find out when it is. Check it out, Metaman. It usually comes up around about August time. Yeah, they do crank out. There's a there's a basically a half distance race. I think they have other ones on as well. They run a whole bunch of races. This um, company sort of through Southeast Asia, but yeah, they're consistently delivering with the top prize money. Cool course, got a bit of variation there in terms of some hills and what have you. So it must be a bit of a triathlon weekend because it's on the 23rd to the 25th of August 2014. Mm. I think Cam Brown's doing it, isn't he? Um, don't know. He's, he's been there in the past. Cam Brown, looking forward to heading back to Ben uh, Bintan. Yep, Bintan on August 24th, getting entries and quick for four or half. Even he's promoting it. Mm. Ken Bounce promotes it. Courtney Alden's going to be there. Gina Crawford, is she going to do it? She did it last year. I didn't hear her and uh, Caroline Stephan do it last year. But she's going to be doing Kona. I know. Wow. Good heat training day. Wow, that's a big training day. So Kona. support that race. Fantastic. They pump out the prize money and we love races that do that. Yeah, we really do. It's a great race. So it looks pretty beautiful as well. Good destination. I'm in Zurich in Switzerland's coming up this weekend. As we said, we've got our friends from the Lisbon Triathlon Club. We often don't do shout outs for, for people doing races because otherwise we'd be here all day. All day yep. But these guys take it to the next level. They've got the I Am Talk logo on their team race kit. Yep, and we love it. definitely gets so a mention. If you do that, you're in. You're, you're in. You've got Jeff the Explosion Curry heading down, Aaron Wonderboy McKee, Stanley Edgar, Aaron Sargent, Johnny McAllister, Nelson Shanks, and Jenna Henning. Nelson Shanks, that is a great name. <laughs> that is sensational. Yeah. Shanks. I wish I had a name Shanks. Okay. And we've also, I've also got a name that we keep consistently butchering. Um, it's Wait, So we say Elmia, don't we? I, I think I say I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Mulan, and it's Ema. Emer Mullen. Emer Mullen. So just wait for a few weeks. Next time she does a 70.3, we'll cock it up again, but it's supposed to be Emer Mullen. Okay, there we go. Ma- no, Mullen. She's, Mullen. Come, she's competing. See, uh, she's going to come Commonwealth Games. Pulled out of the Commonwealth Games. So Wales, good old. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe. Um, what's, the, what's the girl who used to win the race? Leander Cave. Leander Cave. Yeah, so, she could have so, raced. So, yeah, so what Bevan's saying is another one of the Welsh team after they had their non-Stanford who was the standout. I think she won the World Championship Series last year or she, if she didn't, she won a number yeah, of the final season races. So she was probably the hot favourite. She's out. Helen Jenkins has been on really good form this year. She's out. And so I don't know who they've got left now, but um, the door would be they sh- wide open. They should open. Uh, give Leander a call. They, sh- they should. <laughs> she could turn up on Thursday. Mm. They, they, they wouldn't let anyone what, what, this close uh, I would have thought they would have had a reserve Backup, yeah. somebody in, in places be the reserve good old the Currys do you remember the Foxes who came watch yep. the show the yep. only time we've ever had a studio audience yeah I think we should do that more often no I didn't like it uh, it doesn't bother me but you know we've just got to we could uh, charge oh we could okay, <laughs> the char- <laughs> <the> charging uh, <laughs> He's into it. Yeah. Holy crap, what an amazing adventure this epic cycle adventure has turned into. We started off with a goal of riding 7,000 miles, which is about 1,100 k's, 11,000 k's, sorry, and we have now rode 8,500 miles, which is around nearly 1,400, 14,000 k's. 
because of how good this is and the crazy details we have thrown in. We hope all is well with you and John and that John is training his moving head for Kona. have to admit we haven't been keeping track of the podcast, haven't been enough hours. You think if you're writing that much, there's, there's plenty of hours. Yeah. Sort, sort your shit out, guys. Um, and we'll be catching up over Christmas, promise. And they've just got a blog about what they've been doing and I went and checked it out. If you want to see some people who have kind of living life to the edge and really having an adventure, I'll put a link to it on www.iamtalk.me. Travelling Foxes, it's Ken and Jules Fox. Jumbo sponsor. Have we done them all? No, we have not done coffees, coffees of Hawaii. Of Hawaii. Hawaii. Of Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii. You any decaf yet, Bevan? You know what? I haven't got a bloody French press. Have you got a French press? I have not got a French press. Well, Kiwis don't have French presses. No. I'm going to have to, I'll, you know what? I'll put it on my to-do list. Go get one. Yeah, I will. I'll buy one this weekend. Yeah. To-do list. Yeah. Um, if it's on my to-do list, John, happens. Good. Good. It's not on my to-do list? Oh, wait a second. That was meant to be picked up. It was on my to-do list. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Long story. It's got to get done. Yeah. Okay, wait. French Teas. Place. That's what I was going to talk about today. Teas. Okay, so we always talk about the coffees. Bevan's got his, uh, his lovely decaf that's now on his to-do list to make yep. sure he drinks it up. But they've also got a wide range of teas. We know Bevan loves his teas. My wife, she just cranks. She's got the little tea infuser. She pulls it out every oh, night. She's she? got all the fancy teas. So I've got to get, get on to some of this. But they've got some jasmine tea. They've got some lavender. They've got the lemongrass. Um, mamika ginger. Papaya leaf and vanilla. Oh, Papaya, but that sounds really nice. Yeah, for centuries of What was it, lemon and ginger as well? Mamaka ginger. What's mamaka? is a medicinal plant found throughout our islands, used as a tea in healing practices. Its leaves were also used to make kapa or cloth, combined with energizing and zesty Hawaiian-grown ginger root. This blend helps aid digestion, blood cleansing, detoxification, and stress relief. Oh. That sounds like good that, business. That's the kind of crap you want to be drinking. Yeah. It's not crap you're drinking, though. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's a high quality. Lemongrass is in there, but lavender, as I said, and papaya leaf. So it's all good stuff, good cleansing stuff for your gut, tasty. Get on it. Coffeesofwai.com. You get the teas from them. Good work, Coffees of Hawaii. Just get on it, team. I'm gonna get my, I'll, I'll, I guarantee I'll have my French press next week. Righty-ho. And I'll do it on the show. Nice. Do it. I'm really fascinated by this. Oh, there's a bit of sun, John. Oh, my goodness. We can see the mountains. Yep. It's looking beautiful today out there. Are you meant to ride today? Yep, but I'll be indoors. I'm, I'm happy indoor training these days. <laughs> okay. Even if it clears up, it's going to be absolutely bloody freezing out there. Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, oh, nickname's John. Yes. So... I've I've gotten added to the list. So. Oh, thanks, thanks for telling me about that. Well, because buddy, some everyone donated. Oh. I'm doing it for the people. Good. Whereas some people I know just do two that we left on the list, three, and didn't even bother to. You knew there were more names out there, and thought, oh, you were in charge of controlling the list. Oh, really? Okay. So have you got your list in front of you? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay, I'll do mine. So basically, we've still got another. So next week, we'll, we'll split the ones that are left next week. So we've got another 14 to go. Okay. So next week, you do seven. You do 12, I'll do 10. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Adam Barsley, I called him the Bard. There we go. There we go. I've done that one. Oh, that's such a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Just added the, the Bard. Yeah. Okay. Um, Adam, you're going to Cone. You can smack him in the head when you get there. It's okay. Hey, Adam, mate, we'll be best mates. Yeah. You know, I'll get your name right. Yeah. Adam and Eve. Yeah. Who's the first name ever? Uh, did I do these ones last time? I don't think we. I think this is like two weeks ago. Yeah, we've so, got the 14th written here. Yeah. I yeah. don't think we did them. 
No, Robert Big Bird Finch. Why is that? Finch? Bird? Oh, okay. Big yeah. Bird. Yeah. Robert Finch. Nice, good. Joanne? Now, she's called herself the stalker, but we already have a stalker. We do. So we had a dilemma there, didn't we? Mm-hmm. She's the goss. Nice, and I thought that was quite good. Yeah, the yeah, goss. Because she does deliver on the goss. She does. She knows everything about triathlon and that girl. Uh, Rob, uh, Rob McRitchie, he was already had the nickname, the Orange Cannon. Or oh, so Essex. of the three you did, one of them had a nickname I did already. my research. The Orange Cannon or the Essex Buccaneer. Did your research, my butt. Yeah. Okay, I got Jeans. How was that one? Dullman? Dullman, yeah. Uh, I've called him Damn Man. He was the dude who won, the, who, who's won it. Oh, he won it? Yes. Oh, we'll call him the champion. The Here champion. Change that. Yeah. The champion. Oh, we'll call him the champ because we've already got the champion. Yeah. The champ. Uh, Dale Beach. Now, this is a bit of a weird one. I thought Beach, and I was trying to think of beachy things. Yeah. And then, then I thought about... Um, being a being a, like a stripper, I'm not sure. <laughs> nice. How'd you get to that one? I'm not sure. I want to go. To, I want to go to your bloody beaches that you go to. <laughs> this Jeepers. is my, my ultimate Kona experience. Yeah. So I'm not sure how I got from <laughs> from beach to stripper. So then private dancer, nice. private dancer, a dancer for money. Brendan Skilton. Brandon Skilton. Brandon Skilton. Now. Has he do- I couldn't find if he donated before. I'm pretty sure he has, but he bought two books. Yeah. And I've called him Skrillex. Nice. Because Skrillex is that guy who's that like, really cool yeah. dancey guy. Um, and I thought that was kind of cool. Works with his name, Skrillex. Nice. Um, Andrew Schindler. Is that Schindler? Uh, I don't know. Sch- I'm not very good with German names. Schindler, yeah. Yep. The Momentum. Nice. Once he gets rolling, nothing's stopping him. Nice. Ed Hawkins, The Education. Right. You know that? Yeah. Because he's a teacher, I think. Yes. Yeah. And so I've gone with the education. Not, you know, the educator. He's the education. Nice. Richard Palmer, KO King. Cool. Yeah. Brandon Skilton again. Paula Green. I oh, see so you did a lot of work on Brandon Skilton's one. Yeah, just doubled it. Well, hey, hey Mr. Who did three and one yeah. was one was already there. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I did nearly 10 this week. Nice. And I went and searched the names. Good. I had to go to the website, download Goodness. the files. Oh, Took me at least 10 minutes while you're pissing around doing your emails before the show. Uh, blended Brilliance is Paula Green. And the reason I thought of that is because I was thinking, what's something that rhymes with green? And then I started thinking about a blender. <laughs> blended Brilliance doesn't. Well, blended, but I thought blended, you put green things in a blender. Okay. And then I thought, you put all of Paula's stuff together and she's blended into Brilliance. Nice. And then Ashley, how's that one? Witcher? Witcher, yep. yep. The arrow. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Done. And then you have a sound effect as well. Actually, has a sound effect. Yeah. The arrow. Cool. So when people go, what's your name? She goes, the arrow. Nice. Or he. Ashley could be a girl. Nice. There you go. We've got 14 to go. Actually, we've only got 13 to go because in Bardsley, it's the Bard. That's weak. Or if you can think of a I'm going to do one. something else for you, Adam. I'm feeling for you. I think Adam's going deep down. He's going, nah. The thing is, the boys are going to call him that. He's got no choice now. The Bard. The Bard. Is it right? It's quite strong on the bike. I think I'm keeping an eye on him at Epic Camp. Oh, really? Mm. I think he went sub five in, in, uh, at Ironman Germany on the bike. Is Germany fast? Moderate. Mm. Mm. If, right. if you want to donate to the show store, you still can. You certainly you still, still get can. Name, so. yeah. Yeah, this be still right. Once we've done with this, we'll go back to start doing some of our Ironman finishes. I hate to think how many are on that list. Oh, people have forgot about it. It was your been... idea, Bevan. No, no, I think it's a great idea. I love it, but... Um, we just haven't done it in a long time, no. so I just think that. But probably people have forgotten about it. Yes. So just uh, okay, John, what's your goss? What's my goss? Wait a second, sponsors. 
coffeesofway.com get the tea I'm going to be doing decaf for my French press athlinks.com social networking for endurance athletes and extreme endurance stop your poos be like Timo. 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 If Timo does it, so should you. And Yvonne, yep. she had a pretty good race. Fourth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jombo, you goss. My goss. Took kids skiing. Couple of double road days. Kids were loving the skiing. Your kids good skiers? Yeah, now. Yep. Cranked it. Not much snow down there, but there was enough on the slopes for them. And Are you good? Did you, did you ski? No, that would be foolish. That would be foolish. Foolish behaviour. Foolish. Foolish. Because, uh, yes, don't, didn't really risk getting injured, but they had a ball. And so had a bit of a lighter week on the training front. Had my big session indoors on Sunday. And looking forward to trying to see a bit of Com Games action. Try to find a bit of time for that. I'm so looking forward to watching that on Prime every night. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to seeing a bit more Tour de France coming up. It's a bit of a one-horse race now, but so still what's interesting. Uh, Nibali's just crushing them all. Oh, really? And everybody, probably, everybody, so how much longer is there to go? Uh, be another week or so. Oh, so it's a bit I boring. Think. Sorry? Yeah, still. still He'll crash. Cool. Everyone's yeah, crashing this one, crash, yeah. Shame the others crashed out. It would have been a bloody good race. Uh, outside of that, Bevan, just uh, going to start praying. See my name. Just going to start praying to the weather gods a bit more. Well, you Bevan. can't complain. You've had a pretty good winter at this point. Yeah, I know. I can still complain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your comment. Oh, oh, oh yes, Tamsin Lewis. Wrap it up, Bevan. Oh, we'll, we'll be back for my gossip soon. Okay. <laughs> and we are back, Jumbo. We've done our interview. You've already heard it for this moment. Yeah. That's the magic of podcasting. Tams and Lewis, legend. Yeah, it would be pretty cool to win your first Ironman. It'd be outstanding. I wish I won my first Ironman. Yeah. Imagine if I had. Imagine if it was just some gym instructor. <laughs> I wonder what the most random Ironman win of all time has been. You know, like, you know, just out of nowhere, mm-hmm. somebody who, you know, and we'll never know this one because you get, it's hard to know the history of winners, but it would be really fascinating to see, you know, that guy who, you know, I don't know, just turned up and won an Ironman. There'll be some good ones from the um, early days. Early days, because I remember that guy talking about Greg Welsh, and he got second or third, and he was just mucking around with the sport then when he did Ironman Australia. Yeah. So if you know of any, flick him through an email. That's right. John Newsom, Kona this year. <laughs> Most random one ever. Yeah. That's my pick. So there you go. Can't afford. Not, not, not the age group, you'll get a 15 minute delayed start, and you'll still beat the pros. That's there you it. go. You're going to be the first guy to go sub seven and a half in Kona. There you go. Pete Jacobs, eat it up. <laughs> did you read that, did you? Oh, it was ages ago, yeah. yeah. So what's happening, Bevan? I actually don't have much gossip. Band's going well. Good. We're going to be doing our first live performance mm-hmm. in three weeks. I'm, 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 I'm the guy who pushes the button in the band. Nice. Not push the button, but just like, okay, boys, three weeks, we're doing it. Nice. You know, not that the boys are lacking motivation, they're, they're good, but uh, and we're just open mic, so it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's nothing, you know, but we've got two songs we're going to do. Cool. We've written ourselves. Nice. And uh, so it's very exciting. And uh, what else has been happening? Um, running. I'm pretty happy I'm running again. Yeah. Running's beautiful, isn't 30 it? 30 minutes a day, yeah. Not a day. No. No, three, three times a week. But mm-hmm. it's just nice to have to run. Yeah, good times. You know, it's a beautiful movement, running. Put some music on. Mm-hmm. That's better, really. Good. This weekend. You know what? I've done nothing. I've done nothing for the last month, John. That's good. You know, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, you need to do something with your life. So this weekend I'm doing something. Don't know what, but I'm doing something. You can come out and uh, do a bit of MC work at my next duathlon. You and Ken, can you get on the this mic weekend? if you want? No, it's on 3rd of August. I think I'm busy that day. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 3rd of August, it's Sunday. It is? Yeah, I'm busy. I'm Russ. I'm in date. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Wasn't the best ending of all time, was it? Wasn't. We could have sharpened up a bit. Wrap it up. Here we go.